Fuck your mama. I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan fucking Eden. And I'm Lone Dick Pat Lewandowski. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your grandma. This is 90 under 90. I'm going to choke my chicken and purge my snorkel all over them flappy ass tits. 90 under, movies. <laughs> under 90 minutes. 1,246. 69. 105. 15. Million. 25,000. 14. 3. 75. Yeah. Infinity. Whoa. See if you bastards can do 90. Sorry, that was from Halloween. That was. It's a nice direction, though. But most of all, fuck you. <laughs> it was quoting the movie. You guys didn't I, you, you didn't roll with it. We were doing zombie zombified. Oh, you were just going all all zombie. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of which, today on our show clocking in at 89 minutes, we are talking about 2003's House of 1000 Corpses, directed, written and directed by Robert Zombie. Uh, what a, I've got a zombs. great family film. I've got yeah. a uh a uh, a uh, 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 like a, a half a story about uh, this movie that I'll tell at some point. I have half interest. Okay, great. <laughs> We're rolling along. We're doing great. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Zoms. Bobby Zoms. Uh, first, movie. first film. Um, first feature film. Um, a movie that I was uh, adamantly opposed against uh, uh, seeing ever. Oh no! Why? Yeah. Uh, originally, I mean, I don't know why. Uh, I, why I'll, for? I'll, I'll tell my story now. Okay. I was watching this movie, and it was it reminded me that in high school, uh, when I was dating my girlfriend uh, Stephanie, name she, and address, please. <clears throat> oh, currently one twenty seven. No idea. Um, in high school, she was a big Rob Zombie fan, and uh, she was really excited to see this movie. I remember her getting a bootleg copy of this on DVD. Somebody gave it to her. Like, she's just like, oh, that was a, like, I, somebody gave me That's this right. copy of House of a Thousand Corpses. And I remember giving her so much shit for <laughs> it being a bootleg simply because I just didn't really want to watch the movie and I had no interest. And I Why tried to just honest. <laughs> it was just because I was a, a, a teenager. I was an idiotic uh, teenage boy who, mm. yeah, I was so opposed to seeing this movie. I remember she came over to my place uh, and this was when we were living at the uh, apartment in Tinley uh, on uh, 66th Avenue. And uh, uh, thank you for the address. Thank you. <laughs> I, just, I was going to ask just so you yeah. understand. Um, and yeah, she, she ended up watching it at my, like in my room while I went and did something else because I didn't want to watch it. In an it. act of protest. Yeah, out of an idiotic, like, and, meanwhile, though, you got to remember that half of my fucking DVD collection is shit that I stole from Blockbuster. So I can't give her shit for like having a DVD that was pirated that somebody gave to her that she didn't even bother, like, you know, r- ripping off herself. And I, yet I there you were protesting rebellion yeah <laughs> i think she simply because i was an asshole and uh no wonder she broke up with me eventually but uh as i was watching this movie i, I yeah. was struck with like should i call like not call but like should i instant mess like message her on 
Instagram and like apologize for that. And I decided instead I will just uh, do it on this show because I'm not going to waste time going back to my high school girlfriend and apologizing for something. Don't open those wounds, those old wounds, Jer. But I think what I remember is she either watched it, she watched it in your room alone or I definitely watched that bootleg. It was either with her or parts of it or just alone. And we did it separately. And then we talked about it, but that's how I first watched this movie. I feel like maybe you guys watched it. It's very possible. I don't know. Maybe. And then I was just like, probably extra pissed off that like (laughs) that situation (laughs) that I created that situation in the first place. Um, Um, So anyway, publicly I'll say this. If for whatever reason you are listening to this, uh, Stephanie, I apologize. You were right. I should have watched this movie back then because it is very, very entertaining. Not to go. Not to spoil my own opinion on it. Sometimes, like you know, like I guess to to sum it up, like sometimes we're just different times. Just doesn't align. You know what I mean? Interests. Well, I'm not like sitting here like, oh God, if only I had watched this movie. (laughs) That's the secret today. That's why it didn't work out. That's not it at all. um but more so just like oh yeah i'm sorry that i uh chose to be an idiotic uh teenage boy who was uh too preoccupied with his own interests to actually engage in any of yours got it i have grown pat do you have any stories like that uh with this movie did you Uh, grow through this movie at all pat (laughs) uh absolutely i was extremely excited uh rob zombie is coming out with the film uh so much so that i definitely watched it in theaters um and god and, you would have been in what like eighth grade at oh this dude time? i was i was fresh out like i, I was i was a newborn baby when this movie came <laughs> fresh out, out of the and, womb. <laughs> <laughs> uh little 13 year old now here's this is what's interesting you know this is i think the first time i've actually watched this movie again since that time and i've watched the sequels and all the other all the other films that are connected and i have literally in my head can join them all so when I was watching this movie, I was like, what? <laughs> this is different than I remember. But that's what happens when you watch something when you're younger. You, you know, even, so, um, even the third one, too? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Uh, wait, oh. that's... That one came out kind of recently, Three from Hell. No, I did not oh. see that one. I can't but remember Devil's the Rejects and this one yes. are very... Yeah, I got you, definitely. So, I completely forgot that they were all connected. Uh, until like I was looking at the IMDb of some of these other people, the cast members. Got, uh, right, I, right. I bought, I picked up the how I watched it was the Rob Zombie trilogy steelbook that has House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell, and I'm a Devil's Rejects guy. But this movie is so um, it's shot like a music video. It's edited abstractly. It's got all these weird filters pre Instagram, <laughs> so it's not so. <laughs> Or not it's even necessarily like some of them. I, like I, I would imagine that he's actually probably using like an older camera. He a lot of um yeah. a lot of the cutaways of like the cheerleaders being tortured or like Bill Mosley doing the uh, speeches and stuff. I read was actually at his house with a sixteen millimeter camera, and he just invited actors over to his house um, after it wrapped at the actual set. Wow, nice. Um, they shot it at the best little whorehouse in Texas house. And I went and, and have you guys gone on the universal tour? 
No, not Pat, very okay. Long time. I I did um a couple of years ago. It was really fun, entertaining. I think we did go by that house. And what's interesting is they shot uh, at that house, and Universal refused to stop the tram tour, so they had to stop scenes because the stupid <laughs> fucking tour would go by while they were doing it. Yeah, that's like I heard stories of like when Kevin Smith would go back to quick stop to shoot like bits for whatever other movies they'd have to like, if customers would be there, they'd have to let the customer shop and then let them out and then lock the door and then do a take and then like open the door again for another customer. Yeah. It's wild. That's no way to work, but uh, <laughs> it's very, very much an, it's like a, us at a, the theater an indie what, at the theater. It's oh yeah. Yeah. An indie environment truly. Um, and this movie took three years to release. Um, a lot of it had oh, wow. to do with uh, par- the uh, Universal not having any faith in it. The, they thought immediately it was going to be NC-17, so they had to make a lot of cuts. There's a really rare director's cut that aired at one, like an Argentinian film festival just once, and that's how people know of these extra scenes. You can read about them, and it's it's I think it's still out there. And I love kind of rare cuts like that, where even the filmmaker is like, I'm not sure, I think it's out there somewhere. So that's what was going on with this oh one. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! Yeah, there's. I want to talk. I don't want to talk about those extra scenes. You just look them up, but um, it's basically just ex- expanded upon the scenes that we get in this. More torture stuff, more cheerleader stuff. I think. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need more torture. Like, now, I think we got an ample amount of torture in this movie for a movie called House of a Thousand Corpses. Were you expecting more, both of you guys, when you saw it for the first time? Not going to lie. I, I think at one point I was like, well, do we learn that there's like a lot of corpses? Like, are <laughs> Where are the corpses? Like, are they just working on building up to a thousand? Yeah, it's kind of the same, same idea as well. Like when I watched it when I was younger, I just did not even connect. Like, oh, you know, this is, I, I have to see them, right? Um, mm-hmm. But now I'm like, huh, it, uh it took a while it took a while to get there but uh it got there in yeah. some sort of way There's and then probably like 12 six kills eight kills in the i don't know not yeah. not many but um, how many actual corpses like right house of four <laughs> corpses doesn't sound as cool <laughs> and those mud people that 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 dragged uh chris hardwick away when they first land spoilers when they first land in dr satan's place they seem very much alive so you can't count them as corpses a part they, of the 1000 we really have to like get into the minutia of how you define a corpse in this movie mm. because i don't know what those mud people even worse but i like are those corpses do those count i'm like i'm trying to keep a running tally at a certain point i just Fuck it. I threw it away. <laughs> mud people. Mud people. Who, uh, who wake up to a sound of a tape player with a, can- a candlelight. Yeah. There's, <laughs> like, what's interesting about this one is, and you don't get that in the other ones, uh, Devil's Rejects, Three from Hell, is that he's, he intercuts these like 1930s clips every now and then, these old macabre horror movies. Yeah, uh, must have uh, free rights to use or are very cheap or something. But uh, it's like the opening of Ernest Scared Stupid. You know, those are all just <laughs> very like much loyalty-free <laughs> videos. Clips. The credits feel like Ernest Scared Stupid very yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> but with Rob Zombie music play. I'm oh and God. guess what? I'm here for it. You know what? I want to see say. internet do this for me. Take this song from the opening credits of House of a Thousand Corpses and put it over the video for mm-hmm. Ernest Scared Stupid and mm-hmm. uh, send me the link. One time I watched this is apropos kind of of that. I watched the 
the Dexter opening to the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme, and that kind of changed everything. Out of uh, your own? No, I was on oh, YouTube. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, famously among the two of us, I don't know how, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but Mike, uh, if you take the the theme song to Chasing Amy over the scene in Back to the Future 2 where he opens the window into the uh, the house of the the people, you know, that are in his home, and lands on the bed of the girls it syncs up perfectly and uh it's it's crazy i don't know if he found that somewhere or if he really did uh come that's up with our, that on his, on his own but that's our other podcast though yeah um so anyway i guess we'll get into it now um do it house of 1000 corpses 1000 corpses no Bobby more Z. no less no yeah <laughs> i counted so yeah, like it opens and they they kind of set. Hey guys, set it, set your set your phasers, set calibrate for for old horror, old like black and white horror, campy horror. Because we got this guy named Doctor Wolfenstein introducing this this what appears to be like a Svenguli uh, Elvira movie marathon. Very yes. uh, fake sure. spiders, ghost host exactly. <laughs> with the most. Yes. Um, and you get director uh, cameo right there. Rob Zombie's in the background. I think he's one of his assistants. Like, and he smashes a pumpkin with a sledgehammer. So, Doctor. So this shows you there. what Rob Zombie thinks about pumpkins. <laughs> I hate these things. <laughs> hate these things. You're gonna see in Halloween. I'm gonna put it on the poster, and I hate it. One time we were watching real quick. Me and Joe were watching this. Um, it was on the Food Network, and it was like a candy show where like the they had three chefs and they competed and one of the judges was rob zombie and you could tell he did not want to be there <laughs> <laughs> i, I kind of remember that i don't want to be here i think <laughs> i lost a ring and I, a- I came in with seven and now i have only six that's a bummer <laughs> that's right i don't oh want my be god here. i was tricked into being here yeah we made up this whole scenario of him like between yeah. takes he did that's not want to be there but um, anyway, Dr. Wolfenstein introduces this this like movie marathon. But like, I guess it's just our movie. It's kind of like diegetic or whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, that's when we get Captain Spaulding shooting his own promo like on TV. And he's telling us to come to his uh, his gas station where he also has fried chicken that's really hot and it's famous. And he's got monsters and madmen tour and a, a murder tour. And you got to check it out. Which I'm also going to say that throughout the movie, I was wondering, is that is that chicken? Are they corpses? Is Are they using the corpses for the chicken? Is right. that we're getting the number down so low for the camera? That's a really solid question because this movie in many ways feels like a very loose remake of Texas Chainsaw. It's uh, Southern Fried. It's uh, It's got basically the same setup, a car full of teens. And I know you've seen this in many others, but the hitchhiker um, – this the prophetic uh the prophecy of doom basically uh, is very texas chainsaw and then they're stuck at the house for the majority i just got major vibes from it i could tell he was heavily inspired by it, by it and i think that's great so that's when we go from the promo to uh the gas station that spaulding runs and this is sid haig um he's great way is like in his early 70s at this yeah. point this movie that's like crazy i had to look that up and i was like wow like he's um rest in peace sick yeah because <laughs> if you watch uh three from hell he's in it and you're like where the like this movie needs more captain spaulding and the reason is he was he was on death's door so he shot maybe 10 minutes of the movie and he, he had to peace out from yeah. this world basically yeah. <laughs> um, all right guys <laughs> i got a heart out so <laughs> 
Um, but he's, he's so, he's, uh, he's really great in this role, really charismatic, like, you know, like in a sea of, of horror characters where they have their own shtick, their own gimmick, their own everything. Captain Spaulding, like somehow he carves his own niche, doesn't he? Like, yeah, if you, uh, he's one of those things that like, if, if somebody cosplays as him at a convention, you you'd be like, he wouldn't be the most recognizable, but like the people who do recognize him would be like, hell yeah. And I'd be like, now, I, now <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, hell yeah, man. Good idea. B tier. Yeah. By but the way, yeah. while we're on the subject of costumes, uh, the year that this came out, my high school girlfriend did go as baby firefly mm. for Halloween and had this really cool jacket from her mom. That was like from the seventies. It was retro and it was, you good gotta, costume. you gotta get the laugh down if you're going to do it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was just such an iconic night. laugh. That was and the, the <laughs> night I chose to go as, Willy Wonka from Charlie <laughs> <and> the, <Chocolate laughs> the Johnny Depp one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah. So Sherry Moon. This is her film debut as well, and she refused to be in other movies except for Toby Hooper's uh, Toolbox Murders because Toby Hooper did Texas Chainsaw. He's a legend. Friends was uh, Rob and Zombie. Rob Zombie was basically like, "You're gonna do that movie." <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> you're doing that movie. <laughs> Here, here's a ring. And then just another one sprouts up on his hand. He just Look, has infinite rings. For once in my life, there's a place I actually want to be. You're going to do the movie. <laughs> he's uh, Rob Zombie. He's, he's such an interesting interview, too. He's, uh, he's like a total misanthrope, and it, he doesn't hide it very much in his interviews. I don't like people. I don't want to be. Anyway. All right. So we're at the <laughs> gas station here. Captain Spaulding, played by Sid Haig. And it's uh, 1977, the night before Halloween, just to set the tone here. And this place is very kitschy. It's very old school, obviously. Inside, it's got like taxidermied uh, bears, but they're kind of altered to look freakish. There's like horror posters, etc. So I'm sorry, pause. This, uh, I, I completely missed it. This movie like is literally in 1977. This is a movie? Yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, I did not catch that the whole time. Mm-hmm. Does that change things for you? It, it literally, it, no, it doesn't at all. In fact, I'm wondering like, well, what was the point of making it a period piece now that I'm thinking about it? Other than mm-hmm. like the fact that you want to evoke something of Texas Chainsaw. Exactly. It's, it's almost like a, a sequel because that was 74. So it's like, this is just three. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Um, it's like a, and that big guy, I guess, is their leather face. The, the big lumbering guy whose name escaped. One of the big firefly guy. It was Carl. Yeah, from <laughs> Big Fish. <laughs> What's his um, name? So anyway, no, his name is actually uh, I think it's Matt McGrory, and okay. to the point that I thought it was like Matt McCory when I, like I thought for a second there I was like the guy who played fucking uh, what's his name from Seinfeld, uh, uh, Lloyd Braun was uh, is in this movie. Oh I God! <laughs> and I was like, no. You mean the poor man, Steve Carell? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> so we get uh, Spaulding and he's having a conversation and like, like zombie is like um, Southern fried redneck Tarantino. He's got a, a good, and especially in Devil's Rejects, which really leans into that, um, that sort of grindhouse aesthetic. It's more of like a character piece about the Firefly family. But the dialogue in that is so snappy and so funny that he like, I think he's really good at it. What do you guys think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I was completely uh, like tossed back. Like, oh my God, this guy's just 
throw it was it was great i i, I think the uh, how, how they especially spaulding's character just came out with uh just as a, a co- very colorful dialogue yes uh and and writing that i wonder if actually if it was if any of it was ad-libbed or if it was like you were gonna just go just have fun with this right right you gotta um, wonder yeah, because he just he just started going off. Like every anytime he jumped in a scene, oh my, he just he just went from zero to sixty. <laughs> now I'm not completely familiar with uh, Sid Haig. Like, what what is he from mostly? It's mo- he's mostly a '70s movies actor, even earlier. Um, See, black exploitation. That, that's a great point. That you know, so in the same vein of Quentin Tarantino, it's like mm-hmm. he brings these old school actors. Who he's like, even sorry. He's even in Jackie Brown. Oh, is he? He's the judge hmm. for oh, like so, uh, two okay. minutes. So yeah. he's just knocking off Quentin Tarantino in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, I yeah. got you. But yeah, just the, the, it's interesting. Like you watch these now and you're like, I, I have no idea who this guy is. You know, even when this movie came out, I would have had no idea who the, that person was. But like, they always turn in these performances that are like electric and, you're, and, mm-hmm. and stand out so far. And you're like, this is not a performance of this era you know there's there's a oh, yeah. different generation of performances and and this is definitely a classic you can feel that 70s performance in there he, even, even though before. he's like the most classless character you'll ever see in a movie and yet somehow he's played with a degree of class and i think that's the kind of connects to what you're saying as his tr- like just his background as an actor yeah a different generation it's a good point and he's having a conversation here with this and Rob Zombie and the scumbags in his movie and like the predilections that they have is always ah, like this guy here, Stucky, Michael played by Michael J. Pollard. I don't know what else he's from, but he's like this old man and he's like talking about like how he hangs out with this mentally handicapped guy down the road <laughs> and like. He talks about how he like got caught with a Dr. Zayas halfway up his ass, like a Planet of the Apes figurine. So that kind of quirky yet dirty story is like right on point, I think, for like zombie. Um, oh, when, yeah. I, when we did the intro, if we don't redo it, when I said purge my snorkel and choke my chicken all over them, flappy, that's like redneck poetry that, <laughs> that <Rob> zombie <laughs> writes. Like, seriously. <laughs> He's like good at that. He's excellent at that. Redneck so, poetry. Yeah, and so Stucky. That's the subject line of the interview <laughs> of the uh, review that Dan's gonna leave on Letterboxd. Yeah, this. maybe. Um, actually, no. Every time uh, I I I watch a movie for this show, I just write. You're gonna have to listen to the episode of uh, Ninety Under Ninety for the full review, and I'm sure they love that. Yeah. So Stucky goes to uh, take a shit. And that's like, this is a prologue, by the way, kind of like sets the tone, just kind of like anything can happen. And I don't know if, if Zombie was thinking of structure. I don't think he was. And that's what makes this such an exciting I would, uh, watch. Yeah, I would say that it, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of a lot of paying attention to structure because I was surprised by the ending when we mm-hmm. reached it. And uh, and that's all I'll say for now. I was I was yeah, taken aback that I was like, oh, this is over. It it very much feels like an indie or film, is or is it? It's <laughs> the end? Question mark. That's. I will say this. That's the cheesiest fucking whole damn movie. The end. I think. Like, oh, kiss my ass, Rob Zombie. I think it's supposed to be cheesy. But it's fine, but yeah, man, I did. I like that was dumb as hell for me. <laughs> so Stucky goes to take a shit. They get broken into 
by uh, well, these two masked guys break in and they uh, they got guns and one of them's got a mask that's on very small and he's like bald and like obviously he's got mental problems too, uh, very sensitive because uh, Stucky is brought out of the bathroom. Captain Spaulding is talking tough to the other guy. He's uh, like Jared said in the intro. He Fuck says, "Yo, mama," and he's like, Fuck "I'm your a sister, right?" And he's, Fuck I'm your a- grandma. <laughs> <laughs> it's while he's counting to ten, though, which is great. He's not afraid at all, and he does that classic thing that robbers do sometimes in comedies, like they shoot the ceiling and like the plaster gets all over their head. Yeah, and uh, it annoys the guy. It doesn't. It does not matter whatever type. It's actually. It must be from the bullet that, because it's always like it, you could be standing outside in a field, and if the gun goes off accidentally in the air, uh, plaster on your head. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And um, so anyway, what ends up happening is, uh, and this was cut out from for whatever reason. There's a shot, or there was something where Captain Spaulding hits a panic button, and that's what calls in the muscle, basically. This giant, like, dude with this big mask with, like, it looks like a baby mask or something. I don't know. He comes in and he bashes one of the guy's heads in, and then Captain Spaulding takes out a gun and he blasts the other guy away. But before that, I'm sorry, like, Stucky, like, teases him because, like, he knows that his name is, uh, like, Little Dick Wick, and, like, all the kids, like, made a rhyme about it, and he didn't like that. that. Song. <laughs> so he immediately recognized him too so like there's comedy to it there's black comedy it's um you know it's macabre it's and yeah, it's violent so that's when we get the opening credits or in a scared stupid style <laughs> and that's when we get our seemingly just two dudes driving uh and it's rain wilson pre-office and uh chris hardwick pre-nerdist and scandal and comeback maybe <laughs> Pre uh, pre rehab, Chris Hardwick. Yeah, and yeah, very looking, very chubby. Ooh, yeah. Um, this is and like, he'd be the first to admit that he looks bad. Yeah, I mean, and that's totally fine. We all fluctuate, and he had his problems back then. But uh, yeah, I was taken aback by that. I was like, wow, like I I was familiar with Chris Hardwick since 1995, and that is a, a different view of Chris Hardwick than I had ever seen before. Yep, Chris. Uh, Big Chris Largewick. Yeah, so, um, there you go. Thick Hardwick. Uh, Chris Hard Thick. <laughs> <laughs> so they're driving and uh, they're bickering because apparently they're very low on gas. They're running out. And Chris Hardwick, like, he's like, how much did you fill? Because Rain Wilson's the straight man. How much did you put in the tank? And he goes, I don't know, two bucks, three bucks. I'm that guy in this scenario. <laughs> and they go, he's like, Look, decent Chris Hardwick impression. Oh, thanks. <laughs> And he looks at the billboard and he's like, oh, you see, Dr. Uh, Captain Spaulding's uh, chicken and gas thing. See, problem solved, baby. And then they go and they and then they find out that inside is this is Spaulding's place. And there happen to be writers for what is it, a, a magazine or something? They're writing a book about uh, like roadside attractions and, and like these types of places throughout the country. And uh, so, yeah, they're just asking some fairly innocent questions. And, and you make a part of us. It yeah. may or may not rub this man the wrong way. And they, they, they got to get up the chicks. So we find out there's two chicks sleeping in the back seat. Chicks, man. <laughs> chicks. Got to wake up the chicks. When was the last time anyone, besides the now former Dixie chicks, now just the chicks. Right, the chicks. When was the last time you heard anyone refer to chicks? I don't know, but that reminds me. It's a word me. I've never used. I don't know, but you got to wake them up. 
<laughs> wake up them chicks. Hey, hey, chicks. chicks. Wake up. <laughs> this is, you guys have to go, if you have any spare time, Jerry, I know you don't. <laughs> but go, go to YouTube. There's like this 40-minute documentary made by these NYU students where they go to the mall in Long Island circa like 1985. And they just interview people. And it's so great because back then there was no tech or anything. And all of the everyone's answer is like you know you just sit around you pick up girls look at girls pick up and that's like the women are like pick up guys you know pick girls, and pick up guys. And everybody's smoking it's oh, great yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch it all right i'll send you the link anyway um they go to the gas station they, they wake up the chicks they go inside and captain spaulding's there he wears a hot dog t-shirt <laughs> And uh, he's he's like he's almost like flirting with Rain Wilson at the counter, isn't he? Like he's being I don't know about flirting. He's being disturbing. I feel like the uh, the clown getup is very aptly chosen by him, like with the way that he plays with these people. He you know he's he's goofing around with them. He's making jokes. He's doing some Joker ish stuff. You know I I I dig the uh, his whole bullshit scenario that he puts them through. <laughs> the whole thing is weird if you guys were driving through some rural town at night and you saw a guy dressed in, in clown makeup and he had that place would you turn around or would you go in and fill well, up now no i wouldn't even go in the place <laughs> but like i don't yeah, know yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how um I don't know how common this was in 1977, you know, like how these places, they say they were writing clowns running gas places. stations. Like, I wonder if you went around the country now, how many of these creepy ass places would exist? Nobody would go to them <laughs> these days. I would love to see the previous spots they hit. So obviously yeah. like, it was yeah. like, Oh yeah, this is like our fifth clown. We've seen this. We gotta week, go so. there. It's amazing. <laughs> Welcome to the creature from the black lagoon cafe. And it's a guy decked out in a full creature from the black lagoon. Get up. He's yeah. got the flippers. This makes it very difficult to handle the food. <laughs> you can't um, run behind those flappy mask. Have you guys, you guys see the bumper stickers all the time for what is it? The mystery spot. It's the yellow bumper sticker with the black. Maybe you've been to the mystery spot. No. Oh, okay. I have. You have? No, I can't, I can't oh, okay. say I have. No. There's a, it's a place basically where physics work differently because of the geography of the location. Um, like you go in a room and like, I think if you set something on the table, like it, it doesn't slide. I don't know. I've read about it kind of uh, vaguely, but uh, I always see the bumper sticker for the mystery spot. Anyway, heard of it. Too big of a <laughs> I'm digressing a lot, so I'm sorry. Sounds like you want to go on a trip. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm actually going to uh, next week. Going to uh, going to Salem. Oh, so that'll be fun. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot you're going next week for that. Going uh, going long, to see long past going to see Doctor Satan. <laughs> yeah, gonna find the tree that he was at actually. You'll be there that when this episode drops. You'll you'll be there. I think I'll be in Salem. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be um uh hocus pocusing it up and i'll be uh uh hopefully catching a couple witch trials while i'm there nice so yeah nice be careful if you run into any james franco slash jason muse-esque uh bullies with long hair oh yeah yeah definitely <laughs> 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 that you mean that guy in yeah. hocus pocus <laughs> who has the great laugh <laughs> the best laugh ah! okay so 
So anyway, um, they're at the gas station and they meet Captain Spaulding. Rain Wilson kind of flirts with him. He's like, I'm more of a sci-fi guy. Oh, space boy. He goes, hmm. <laughs> 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 like, it's so gay between these guys. I like it. I, like, I'm, I'm kind of into it too because Rain Wilson, like his character, like it's a thing that he does. Like even later when he's talking to Mama Firefly, he's like, he makes a noise, doesn't he? He's like, uh, remember when that, uh, I can't imagine when the, they have a deer head. He's like, imagine how fast he was going when he went through the wall. <laughs> like, he, like he does like a noise. It does some physical comedy for the Firefly family. They, they love it. He's really, you know. Okay, let me ask you guys this, and I know I'm. This is apropos of the plot. Do you guys think that the Fireflies are always gonna fuck with them, or when do you think they're like, all right, let's let's fucking murder these guys, the, our main characters. Um. I have an interesting theory about that because, um, oh, I well, I think we should get into it a okay. little bit later right. on because right. it's as things kind of turn into it. But yeah, so I'm just gonna say I think it's when when he says something about like when he when he when he as a clown feels insulted, mm-hmm. then he must that's what the, he pushed the panic button. That's not a, that's to get them to let them know these guys are gonna die. The Firefly family. Yeah, oh. no, I'm just making oh, this okay. up now. No, no, I'm, that's huh? interesting because you, if you watch Devil's Rejects, he he's with them. He he's like a member of that clan. You, he just, you get a sense of that at the end. Like definitely, I, I assumed that by by the end of this. Yeah, there's just more of that, and, and two two's great. Like if you like this, I think you really like two. Um, so they go to the they meet him. They go on the murder tour. And they tell him what they're all about. And Spaulding's not impressed. He's very like, he's no nonsense yet. He's all nonsense at the same time. It's very interesting. Uh, and they go on this murder ride where he basically tells him about like Lizzie Borden and Ed Gain. And, and they're really into it. Like Jerry, Chris Hardwick is like, he comes out of that ride. He's going, Dr. Satan. And Ray Wilson's <laughs> like, calm down. It was all right. And uh, yeah, also how fucking old are you? You're acting like a, like a 12 year old who just came out of the best movie you've ever seen. He's totally annoying in this, but I, I kind of like him in this, even though he's so annoying. Um, the old Hardwick. What I like about this is that it's, I like when you get a chance to watch an older movie that has people who have, that you're familiar with now, Mm -hmm. you know, like I've always been familiar with, Chris Hardwick, but Rain Wilson, I've obviously didn't become familiar with until several years after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like to go back now, it's kind of like it reminded me of watching Scream Two, where you're like, "Oh, that person was in this movie," you yeah. know, like Timothy like, Oliphant. Tim oh, oh yeah, look at that. He exactly. was just getting started. Oh yeah, Jerry O'Connell's in this mm-hmm. motherfucker. One of the girlfriends in this, I was like, "Is that Aya Cash from like The Boys?" And you're the worst. And no, she just looks a lot like Aya Cash. <laughs> Um, so they, okay. They're out of the ride. They had a great time, but like now it's time to leave. They filled up and, uh, and some, a few more questions from rain Wilson. He's like, how do, do you know about this? Cause, Oh, I'm sorry. The murder ride ends with him talking about Dr. Satan. This movie is, it culminates in the legend of Dr. Satan. He's a local legend, but, uh, Captain Spaulding's like, yeah, you're barking up the wrong tree. He's like, and it literally is a tree by the way, the Dr. Satan tree. So he draws them a map, and they're like, eh, humor us. So they go. You draw a map, you're going to go down this way, make a right, you're going to make another left. I love the way that he delivers the directions to them. <laughs> there you go. You get lost, fuck you. Here's your complimentary chicken. Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Redneck poetry. 
But yeah, he's like, you're going to get a great write-up. Yeah. <laughs> like, he yeah. doesn't give a <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, so they leave, and they, yeah, they're going to go seek out the Dr. Satan tree. And on the way, just like Texas Chainsaw, uh, they see a hitchhiker, and it does not bode well, because that, just like that, uh, very unhinged hitchhiker. But more subdued than than the original Texas Chainsaw. She's just like looks like a party chick in like her 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 boa kind of like jacket and her cowboy hat thing, and she's like dressed in white. And uh, she's like, "Oh, you want to see Doctor Satan? I'll, uh, it's just by where I live." So they give her a ride to uh, to their place, which should be clue number one. This girl <laughs> lives near something associated with a man named Doctor yeah. Satan. It's I'm like I guess also it's a post Texas Chainsaw world you're living in. It's probably still in theaters. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We've got the we had speaking of Tinley we had Bachelors Grove still there. It's still very much a legend. Like every yeah. year, kids are probably thinking of going and then not psyching themselves out because they know cops are because uh, they know that it's it. not worth the trouble to maybe see something that doesn't <laughs> actually exist there. And then me and Pat, we've been on a ghost hunt before. Uh, yeah. That was interesting. And, oh, that uh, was. Very interesting group of people. Uh, that was at Douglas Park. <laughs> yeah. And I, I still have the pin because we had to buy a commemorative pin to, to be a part of it. And uh, yeah, that was like interesting. <laughs> it, it was almost a cult. You should have saw the people there. <laughs> so um, ultimately, they How leave. How much was the damn pin? 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Oh fuck that! <laughs> so, by the way, there's some missing cheerleaders nearby, and the the radio reports are every now and then you'll hear that, or you just hear it at the beginning at Spalding's place uh, in a Bill Mosley cameo. Actually, he also plays, um, you know, the brother uh, Otis. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, they leave, and uh, Sherry Moon's going to lead them to her place, and uh, they're going to check out the Doctor Satan tree. But uh, it starts raining. And uh, eventually, some dude in like a, a fur, like a, a bear fur or something, has a shotgun and he shoots out their tire. And yeah. uh, uh-oh. <laughs> this Big, is what the good. hell was that? Big props. <laughs> and, that was uh, one hell of a blowout. Uh, Chris Hardwick who did not, uh, he filled the spare tire, but he didn't put it in the trunk. That's a whole other story. And uh, Rain Wilson's upset, and he fucked up. So Sherry Moon's like, here's um, kind of a, a red flag is like in the, in the face of this kind of crisis, she blasts the radio and says, I love this song. She starts dancing and like they're not even phased. So they're like, uh, turn that down. And she's like, why don't you guys chill out? My brother's a tow truck driver. I'll have him come over. So that's exactly what happens. Um, they hang back in the car. Chris Hardwick and the two chicks and the uh, chicks, the chicks. Rain Wilson uh, joins uh, Sherry Moon to the house and red flag number two. And this is a big one is all the dismembered dolls that are like nailed to the wall outside of their house. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's real cool. Oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> What really would have sold it is like if he was like, oh, Halloween decoration or just like something like that. But like, no, just like just doll parts on a wall. So she goes inside to get her brother. Like he's going to hang out inside with her. And she gets really like familiar with him on the couch. Very mm-hmm. flirty. Um, she's like the thing about her is like she's like a really 
sexualized character yet you don't really the only sexualized stuff you'll see her engaged in is like necrophilia in these kinds of movies and she doesn't like fuck humans in these really um Ew. <laughs> in fact the the cutaways the 16 millimeter of her like pleasuring herself with a skeleton uh there's an extended version of that apparently where she like climaxes and that's in the the the, the long version so she really oh gets off with the skeleton there oh, that's that's worth seeing uh, so uh <laughs> extended scenes yeah, so uh, that's, like, that's, that's ready oh. down right now this is good <laughs> so i think that was another thing too that i like some opposition that i had against this movie is like why would rob zombie want to put his wife in such a position where she has to do these kinds of things in, in a movie that's yeah. disgusting he's disgusting and you're wrong for listening to that music <laughs> <laughs> oh my god listeners Teenagers are stupid as fuck. Yeah, just be cool, <clears throat> teens. That's that's what I my advice to you. Don't be manip- I, don't be manipulative, evil uh, assholes. Yeah, I'm going some, through, through some therapy right now with this. Inside, um, so she's getting flirty, and like I said, he makes that deer joke, and he makes some sound effects, and it's it seems to be working really well. And uh, eventually, the brother comes and he picks up the the chicks and uh, Chris Hardwick in the car. He tows them back to their place, and eventually, all the the kids are there hanging out in their creepy uh, house that has a bunch of weird taxidermy and shit all over. It's and, a, uh, it's not a normal house. No. So this is kind of like the beginning of what if taking a situation of like okay, we're in a we're in a very awkward situation. We're in a creepy house, mm-hmm. but nothing has really happened to like to trigger. Uh, I can't want. I can't remember the girl's name to like freak out like she does. Like she mm-hmm. just like instantly hates like the people. And it's, I get it. Maybe something like bad. Like oh, you know, this is like a bad situation. But like if you're just kind of judging people by like their quirkiness, mm-hmm. um, she doesn't like them yeah. at all. Yeah, at all. True. <laughs> the the chicks are not happy about being there at all. They're not happy with Sherry Moon flirting with uh with their men. And then worst of all, Mama Firefly coming in, uh the matriarch coming in, and and Karen Black plays her. Uh, she's got you know like she's a very Jennifer Coolidge build. <laughs> yeah. But she she has really bad um teeth and um. She's like flirting with the guys and like the chicks are just like uh, rolling their eyes. And even Sherry Moon like sees that and she's like, oh, mom, you're gross. So like what I think what really grounds the Firefly family or like and what really makes this movie accessible is how they ground the family with the bickering and uh, like the comedic edge that they kind of give them. Because without that, you don't really have you, you you're you're a little more lost in the woods, so to speak. Yeah, you, know, you would you question if they're crying. actually any kind of family, but no, they actually have family dynamics between the two, between all of them that uh, mm-hmm. that do kind of come to surface. And uh, and also the humor grounds it. I think for me, it's like imagine if this movie had no humor and then it just it's just a joyless torture fest. You know? No, oh, yeah. I don't. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Right. So eventually these kids are, uh, I think the grandfather comes out. No, this is at dinner. And it's not long. Basically, they, they are talked into having dinner while the car is fixed. 
and um this reminded oh, me of rocky horror picture show in a way i'm wondering if that's like an because there's that weird awkward dinner scene where they're all sitting mm-hmm. around and mm-hmm. they say uh, most of happy <laughs> birthday <laughs> before the dinner there was a scene where i was like okay this is getting extreme it was the like okay first off let's just say in, in seriousness so the guy they just towed your vehicle for free mm-hmm. um they invite you into the house and uh now it's like well, well how long is it gonna take to get it fixed oh it's gonna take two hours you know he, he can't drive he you know he's gotta ride a bike oh, well are you serious that's ridiculous like she goes off i'm like what? like in theory <laughs> just trying to help me man. that is in favor of the fireflies i'm just saying it was just like <laughs> pro firefly <laughs> he's a pro firefly dude. Uh, it, it was just funny i was it's- like okay and they really, the sequel does a really good job of making you be like, yeah, these guys are our heroes. Like, <laughs> like these are our, these are the guys. So, yeah, they have an awkward dinner um, and, and Otis comes down, Bill Mosley. And by the way, like while they're getting acquainted, while all this is happening, Zombie is intercutting with those 16 millimeter shots, very quick shots, very filtered of, of these cheerleaders being tied up in uh, a separate room of the house in their uniforms still being uh, taunted by either Sherry Moon or Otis or both basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they're in, who knows? They've been there a while, you know? And um, so eventually, okay. Otis comes down. He carries like this deformed fetus named Wolf. I guess it was a baby that, that mama uh, firefly had. That, that was the, that was where I was like, okay, now I'm starting to get disturbed up to yeah. this point. I was just like, <laughs> until this point I was like, shame on you high school, Jer. And then this is the one point I was like, but you know what? You had a little bit of a point. <laughs> yeah. This is for me. Yeah. This is about as gross. I think this is about as gross as it gets for me. That and seeing grandpa with the chewed up food in his mouth. It was yeah. really gross to see. You and can that's always gross scene. people out with like people eating food in a disturbing way. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All of our nah, listeners have turned it, it off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this kind of ASMR. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so basically, they're all, all around the table. The grandfather makes, uh, he's crass. And uh, Otis is like, You want to know about Dr. Satan? Well, Dr. Satan. You're not going to learn nothing about Sid Haig down the street. He ain't going <laughs> to sell you any truth. And he's like, he's very much, he give, he's got Charles Manson energy. Big, like, clearly he's a Manson uh, analog. He gives these monologues to the cheerleaders about how they're, uh, they live in a consumer-based culture. They're blinded, and he's the only one who really knows the truth and that kind of stuff. He's a, a rebellion leader. He fancies himself. Mm-hmm. But really, he's just a, a crazy murderer. Ooh, and, uh, wow. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> he plays, uh, he's got some cred, Bill Mosley, especially in the, like, he, just in the hor- horror world, I would say. Sorry, Bill Mosley, but like, he's a uh, chop top in Texas Chainsaw 2, which is a crazy campy sequel. And uh, he's done a bunch of other horror films over the years because if, if, if they like you in horror, you do like a hundred horror movies. Yeah, you know, of varying degrees. Horrors the audi- the the horror audience is uh the most devoted audience mm-hmm. of any medium or genre. Got to love him. And uh and now here he is. He's playing he's playing Charles Manson looking like Riff Raff again from Rocky <laughs> Horror, so you know, there's maybe that contributes a little bit to it. 
Uh-huh. Grandpa's there. He's and basically at the end of the meal, oh, they all put on masks. They have to eat, wear masks uh to uh to eat their dessert, you know. And they're creepy masks. And uh, eventually at the end of the meal they put on a show for them and this is like the another huge red flag cuz the audience is made up of like dummies i i hope and there's a stage set up oh that's and- maybe more corpses uh, <laughs> it could be one, yeah two. we're just not looking on, through in the cracks we need right. to be finding them everywhere they, it's very possible that they make up like the home or like do they make up the walls are their yeah. bodies like the wallpaper you are know? you counting the bones that are used to support <laughs> the walls i don't know how about the ones underground that you don't see yeah. you know so they they put on this weird show and it's like they were all were they going to do this anyway or did they wait for guests to do to do this show but basically the grandfather does a stand-up routine and the way it's edited is just insane it's like something out of <laughs> natural born killers yeah that's a good right? a good uh reference that's exactly what it is really quick cuts of of grandpa screaming and over modulating the microphone and getting hiss and feedback and then quick cut to him in the middle of a like a cunt joke about like eating out your mother and like, yeah. it's really sick yeah and um and so he's an analog for sam kinnison yes <laughs> except like like Grandpa. not funny <laughs> but chris hardwick is loving it by the way oh he loves it and i think speaking of grounded i think and in humor that that part watching that like to see chris hardwick laugh with him is like really it, i think it helps me as an audience member mm-hmm. to, to deal with the unsettlingness of of all of it you know yeah that it is humorous to even someone in this scenario mm-hmm because we're all wondering, like, why, haven't they, why have they not left yet? And you're like, well, somebody has to be egging them on or cheering them on. And that's, it's clearly right. Chris Hardthick. <laughs> so, and then, yeah, they're, so there's still, you know, a, something of an analog for, for us, the audience. And, and then that's when Sherry Moon comes out and she, like, does this routine in, like, full-on makeup. She's got a dress on and she does, um, I don't know, what, what's the song? Yeah. She does yeah. a, like an old, old 1940s song. Yeah. And um, basically it, it doesn't end well because she flirts with, uh, with Jerry and Jerry's girl. She's just doing basic burlesque. She's even doing it to yeah. the dummies. This is nothing uh, yeah. personal for the, for the man himself, but man, she blows <laughs> the fuck up. She does not like her. Didn't and, uh, like anything about the, oh man. And I was like, wow. Slut. <laughs> Get away from me. I'll fucking cut you. And that's when Sherry Moon takes out a knife. She's like, she has it coming, mom. And that's when the brother comes in and says, your car is done. And you're like, oh, the end of the movie. Great. This was a weird night, but this is the end. So <laughs> they get in their car and they leave and it's very awkward. But as they're leaving, Sherry Moon is like tap, slamming on their window in the rain, like screaming at them. And they're like, just drive, just drive. They make it to the gate. And what what is all this and i think we should start talking about it now but they're dressed up as scarecrows on perches just waiting for them to get to the gate for rain wilson to stop get out open the gate and they can beat him with like a bat and it's otis and it's the guy from big fish and my question is what what were they what's their game is this all just a game why didn't they do that at the house i mean what's the game in texas chainsaw like well, they get right to it in Texas Chainsaw. Uh, There's no, uh, you know. I think I think they find pleasure in like just absolute terror. Yeah, yeah, absolute terror. And and like obviously in the house, they're probably expecting some sort of thing to happen. But like if they thought they're 
coast and clear and all of a sudden everything just goes to shit yeah it's that's a good that's a good setup good good job guys you guys did it <laughs> this will really scare them and it, and it is a scary it makes for a very scary scene um they converge on the car and then otis like for me ruins all the scariness by pulling a michael jackson he smashes the car and gets up and he screams Hi. to the heavens <laughs> <laughs> and um that's when they're fucked like now we're inside the house and we're going to be inside the house for basically you know most good chunk of the movie either. to the last end like you know 10 minutes and they're all in different rooms and uh, we get to see more of these crazy colorful red and blue yellow and white filters like two-tone like you would do when you're playing around with filters um right of them being like tortured um there's the brick house scene where uh it's otis and it's sherry moon and they're torturing rain wilson cutting his face and uh it's it's really snuffy it's like the snuff most uncomfortable i think for me the most uncomfortable moment of the movie yeah, yeah, it's it's starting to. I'm starting to arm. not enjoy what I'm seeing. <laughs> oh, gets his arm um, cut off. Starts. Like, yeah, it was it was it was intense. It was like, oh, whoa, he, he whoa. cuts off. <laughs> 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 he cuts off his hand. He starts like put playing with him with uh, it. Uh, God, God. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. Uh, and like he gets it the worst. Like he, the other one. Spoilers. It's it's Chris Hardwick and the two chicks. They end up getting dressed up in bunny costumes and like getting sent to Doctor Satan. Um, and and I don't know why they picked on Rain Wilson so much, but yeah, uh, he doesn't even seem to come out of it. Like he's just kind of turned into like uh, he's been like taxidermied, basically. You know, to a fish boy. I thought it was gonna be like kind of in a uh like a tusk type of thing where he's like no we're gonna turn everybody into the freaks that were part of a legend before you know and i was like oh that's the plot and that's what's going on like interesting becoming the freaks that they worshipped and uh no it's just he's just kind of laying there with like half a fish body and and that's kind of it right you you you, i'm with you you wonder if like do they make the attractions for spaulding's museum and that's how they get away with it like because in texas chainsaw as you suggested with the chicken they're making their victims they're eating them they're grinding them up into chili and they're entering them into contests and winning that's what happens with that the sawyer family for these guys they just have a house of 1000 corpses well you Um, gotta look a house is uh, maintained by many people and many souls, and I—that's a metaphor that fell apart instantly. But it's a house of a thousand <laughs> corpses. But is it a home of a thousand corpses? <laughs> is the right. question. I, I mean, for the Firefly flam- family, it is. That's a different <laughs> Firefly family. That's a hard one. Yeah, <laughs> try saying that. The Firefly. The fire. See the Firefly family. Flamly. Flamly. We can't. Listeners, uh, record yourselves and send it to 90under90 at gmail.com. We'll put a, a compilation episode of everyone saying Firefly family. <laughs> People, yep. You got to say fast, though. Firefly family. Firefly fam- family. God damn it. Mother Firefly of the Firefly family. <laughs> <laughs> say no. Say Father Firefly of the Father. Fuck. Father Firefly of the Firefly. Fl- fuck. Other Firefly of the Firefly family. There you go. There you go. Uh, we got it. 
Well, you got it. Well, we, I'm giving us all, like, look, this is a group effort. Father Firefly of the Firefly family. Yes. There you go. You got all right, it. Pat, your turn. Fire, father Fire, Father Firefly, the Father Fire. Fuck. <laughs> I heard it. I heard Fuck. it. <laughs> no, no, no. It, like, hurts, man. That's, that's not good. Father Flavin of the Firefly family. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, all right, that's tough. all right. So, okay. Did I mention Tiny is there? Matthew McGrory. McGrory. <laughs> you can, now, you can eat a lot, can't you? Yeah. I can. He says a big fish to Ewan McGregor. Um, all right. So, fish boy is made. Jerry ends up uh, getting uh, scalped because he gets quizzed by Sherry Moon about her favorite actress, and he gets it wrong. It's, it's Betty Davis. And then she cuts his scalp off. She's like, I saw a scream, and I'm vastly misinterpreting how this game works. <laughs> uh, and... Um, <laughs> Gosh, what else happens? I'm like, I'm kind of getting things out of order now because it's kind of cut in such a weird music video-y way for yeah, the rest of it. It's kind of all like, uh, not a montage, but it's like, you know, cut yeah, like a music video. It's, you got the brick house stuff. That's like a, you know, um, oh, okay. So meanwhile, I should rewind. Uh, sorry. Um, when they were back at Captain Spaulding's, yeah, blah, blah, there we blah, go. Blah, where at the beginning of the movie, they called up one of the the chicks called up her daddy, and the daddy is old uh, Ryan from uh, Saving Private Ryan. When he goes to the grave and he cries, that's that's oh, him. God, <laughs> oh, that image is forever burnt. I had oh no, Harrison Young. <laughs> he got it neighbor. so bad. Yep, not him. Earn this. <laughs> Um, what if that's a continuation of his actual life? Who knows? Oh, fuck. That, I don't want to think about that. That's the worst life ever. Um, so basically he becomes – and you know what's funny, Pat, is um, I think this was intentional. Rob Zombie dresses him up like his character uh, – like Ryan in Saving Private Ryan. That We that are to believe that they are crazy. part of the same universe. <laughs> wow. It's, I know. It's, it's, it's kind of like – Rob, what are you, Bobby Z, what are you doing? Oh, he knows what he's doing. He does. He's. I know exactly what I'm doing. I want to connect this to saving Private Ryan. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I'd rather be somewhere else. I'd rather be Steven Spielberg. I don't want to be making these types of movies. I'm going to do what I have to do to get there as fast as I can. I pigeonholed myself. Um, so basically he... Okay, so earlier she calls her dad and says, we're running late. We're going to go check out this fucking Dr. Satan tree. He's like, okay, but don't be late. By the way, there are trick-or-treaters outside and they're trick-or-treating tonight because Halloween's on a weeknight and this neighborhood is smart. Are you guys listening, America? Are you listening? <laughs> you guys need to have trick-or-treating on weekends. What? Well, first of all, Mike, um, I have no problem with that. Uh, I think trick-or-treating should be done on the week. Days Any and week weekends. I think it should just be every day of the week. It should be like Hanukkah. It's every <laughs> night of the week. You go out and you get a couple pieces of candy. Cool. Um, but also, like he mentions this. Like, what's the point of even mentioning this detail? I know. I uh, as I think about it, um, it's a flex because they shot this also on the Universal lot, and his house is the Leave It to Beaver house, apparently. Oh and you God. can see in the distance, and I maybe this is why there. You notice that Otis and Grandpa are watching the monsters, and mm -hmm. in that shot, yeah. when he looks outside the monsters' house, it's on that lot. So you see it outside of the dad's house, and sure enough, right now Rob Zombie is directing as we speak the monsters movie. 
So yeah. he's, I think he did it as a is flex it, to get to the monster's house. Is it a movie or is it a series? Is he it, like, I think it's a movie, right? I just know he's doing a reboot of the monsters and like, everyone's like, Oh, so you're going to make like a twisted version. And he's like, no, I am literally doing the monsters. Yeah. I love the monster. That's great. That's great that he's got like such passion for it that he's just like, no, I'm not going to do anything to fuck with the monsters. Yeah. And I could give a um, shit about the monsters. I'm an Adams family man. Is and zombie. Zombie has no problem fucking with the Halloween franchise, but he he's going to stay true to. Uh, I don't the care about that. I don't care about Michael Myers. All I care about <laughs> is getting to the monsters and becoming yeah. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> so um. Okay, so the dad got called earlier, and now he's worried about his daughter. Um, they're starting to he he, the cops start to get involved now in the in the narrative, and yeah. wouldn't you know it, Tom, the most Tools. trustworthy looking cop ever. It's fucking another Otis that we're all familiar with. Yep, from uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yep, Otis Tom Tools, not uh, looking much better. <laughs> <laughs> And then you got Walton Goggins, who is a Tarantino actor. So that's the that's the crossover here. There it is. Yep. There it is. I don't yeah. want to be me. I'd rather be Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I'd rather be Steven Spielberg. I just want to make the monsters. <laughs> um, Walton Goggins plays a guy, Officer Nash. Nash. Officer Nash. So, okay, and this is very much like Halloween in that the cops are taking along the father for the ride, just kind of like um, the Loomis uh, ride along. Essentially, Rob Zombie said, I want to take 10 minutes from my favorite Halloween movies of all mm. time and just make it into one movie. I'm going to okay, take the plot go. of this, and then 10 minutes, we're going to go to this movie. In 10 minutes, we're going to go to that movie. Cool. And uh, so they go to where the kids were last seen. And, and so they go to Spaulding's and they question him. They grill him. And, and Spaulding's a smart ass. Even to the cops, he's kind of a dick. Uh, <laughs> but he ends up drawing them a map and oh, telling them where the kids went. Did you notice the shirt he had on? What was it? Spaulding. He had like, um, uh, it was like. Um, if I wanted to listen to an asshole, I'd fart. No, that it was shirt? it was it was a cop shirt. It was like a like it was like something like uh it had pig on it and it was like Oh a, yeah. It was it was yeah. a very well some kind of pig shirt. Like a like a dig at him, you think? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Do you think he changed his shirt when he like no, he, cuz he didn't know it wouldn't they were surprise there. me. Oh no, he knew. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> he knew. That's funny. Um same dude who like at the beginning the heavy who comes in and saves them. Uh, with the robbers is outside just greeting the customers and now it's halloween you know the 31st in 1977 this town so um the cops go and they get the map drawn to dr satan's tree um when they head over there um they end up finding the car and inside the trunk of the teen's car is is one of the murdered cheerleaders uh, and she has uh, words carved into her body i think it's treat trick or something trick or treat you know Mm-hmm. And uh, you know they're like, oh god damn, Jesus, oh, god take them, go to the crime lab, and they uh, that's when they finally get to the uh, the Firefly house, and uh, so far it's like it's smooth, it's fairly smooth. Like the uh, the mom uh, sits down with Tom Tools and like kind of like flirts with him, and it's kind of working. But outside, 
uh, Walton Goggins and, and Private Ryan, they open up the shed and they see quite a scene. They see some dead cheerleaders and they see what appears to be uh, Private yeah, Ryan's daughter tied up. Mm-hmm. And they, they go into shock. Otis busts out a gun and he, it's, like, um, it's set to music and uh, very stylized and he blows them away. And Tom Tool's like he gets radioed in by Walton Goggins, and as soon as he turns to like answer, the mom blows his ass away. Isn't that the one that's like a slow mo? Oh yeah, you see the smoke yeah. come out of it, and you also see that with the. And uh, I know Zombie does not like this movie. He, I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like this movie. He's like he says mistake after mistake, and I I suspect one of the biggest mistakes when he's watching for me is how long he holds that crane when Walton Goggins gets executed. Oh, um, yeah, that's, like, held for so long. I was like, what yeah. is going on here? Why are we doing this? Like, I know you're building attention, but mm-hmm. we get it. Like, we know what's going to happen. Just blow it. Okay, there he blew it. He blows there. him away, yeah. So, yeah, it's so drawn out. Um, <laughs> eventually, so, like, bad, spoilers, guys. The bad guys win in this. I, like, if you if you want them to win or lose, it's not going to happen. I guess it depends on your definition of bad guy. Right, right. And they redefine Because, again, it. Rain Wilson was asking so many questions. Way too many. <laughs> he knew what was coming to him. Now, should we discuss, like, for me, I think the moment, there's a moment, okay, when when – She's doing the uh, the lip syncing routine, and she threatens to kill the girlfriend. And the mom's holding her back, and she's like, "She has it coming, mom." The brother comes, and he says, "Your car is ready." They cut back to the mom, and you'll notice that she nods to the daughter, and then they laugh together. Uh-huh. I feel like that's when they make the decision. I don't know, like or, something, or they're maybe they, or that's the point where they're like, "Are you ready to change it up?" Yeah. Now? Like, now's the time like maybe they were going to do it anyway and they're like yeah, oh, yeah, are yeah, done yeah. Playing games like let's let's do it now yeah i think yeah so yeah i always thought that was like an interesting i never noticed that Cause, moment until because otherwise how the hell are they going to get to 1000 corpses <laughs> <For real>. 1000 <laughs> spalding um, it's a great front spalding uh sends them the uh hey guys i'm gonna draw this map for these uh these people and well, what's so interesting about that is that they they are barking up the, the tree, literally. Like, they're asking. He would not tell them. I don't think and, – and the hitchhikers out there, that's on their own volition to pick up the hitchhiker. I think maybe, maybe he would shoot their tire nonetheless, but I think, like, they had a very good shot of surviving that night. Maybe if they didn't ask too many questions. It's possible. You, yeah. I don't it's very know. possible. I, I was thinking about that. Like... The moment you walk into Spalding's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the chicken is so damn good. It's yeah, it's 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 worth it. The chicken. Yeah. So because uh, of the anyway. murder in the air that just gets it nice and crispy. I uh, I really quick. Did you mm-hmm. guys notice any of the um, we'll call them artifacts in the museum from prior horror movies? Well, not really. How, how about you? I felt like there were a couple in there that mm-hmm. I that looked familiar that might have been in prior films now this was you said that, like this is universal that kind of yeah. gave them the so i wonder if they actually got some props from prior movies and stuff and threw them in there well you, there's one bedroom and the entire wall is the creature from the black lagoon poster 
Oh so, yeah. yeah, you make me. You're making me think. Like, can we ra- like Rob Zombie? Can we raid your uh, your storage and see what kind of props you guys have? I don't even like <laughs> Universal horror movies. I only use because the <laughs> props are free. I don't like this movie, and it's because of the creature from the Black Lagoon in the background. Here, and he gives him a ring. I just feel like <laughs> it'd be great if Rob Zombie just gives people rings <laughs> as payment, and they grow back. I love that part though. <laughs> Shang Chi. Um, so yeah, it all comes to a head here. The family's going to hold a ritual for, I believe, Doctor Satan because it's at the tree, and they dress him up as bunnies, and they're intercutting with sixteen millimeter of Bill Mosley uh, in a room talking about how hunting humans it ain't no thing. Run rabbit, run rabbit. He does that, <laughs> and um, one of the girls, chicks, sorry, yeah, runs on. away. And uh, Sherry Moon chases her to like a very crowded, dense graveyard. A lot of, yeah. lot of graves like together. I feel clustered. bad. They cannot rest in peace when there's no. they're that close to their neighbors. Right. <laughs> and eventually she uh, she gets stabbed, and it's it's kind of foreshadowing. I, well, I read that in the trivia of the IMDb. It's like when Sherry Moon threatens that she's going to stab her to death in that performance scene. She does, guys. She does stab her to death eventually. Oh man! So she does. And um, oh, you know what was really? Can I rewind just a minute? Like when Private Ryan looks in the shed and he sees um, his daughter, he um, he has a flashback really briefly of Christmas. Oh, yeah. That is so fucked up. <laughs> like, why would a zombie make it a point to shoot them around a tree? Like, you know why? Because he doesn't like Christmas. <laughs> he thinks it's horrifying. <laughs> that is so fucked up. What he did there, like, you don't need. <laughs> Maybe to that's show one that. of the things he hates. Yeah, it could be. Could very well be. Oh god, um, that stupid Christmas! <laughs> I can't believe we scheduled a day with a Christmas tree and all that. Do you know um, how much that Christmas cost me? <laughs> Forty-eight thousand dollars for that Christmas. Wow, just for that setup in that. I hate little... this movie. I hate. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> he really hates it. Um, so uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. So now, okay, now the girl gets stabbed. Now there's two left. That, by the way, Chris Hardwick is still alive, even though he got scalped. Like, yeah. basically, he's okay. Um, they end up going underground to Dr. Satan's, like, lair. And it's crazy. And it's basi- it's what I wanted. Like, the whole time I'm like, we better get to Dr. Satan in this movie or I'm going to feel gypped. And we do. And I don't know. Did you guys feel like it was enough? Did you feel like the legend was uh, it lived up to it? By this point in the movie, I'm kind of like, what is, like, where are we going? Because I know we're rapidly approaching the end. So, like, what's happening? Indeed. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I was like, I would have been fine if it was like, if there was no Dr. Satan, like, or if it was just like mm. left as a cliffhanger. If this is intended to be left as the cliffhanger anyway, you could have left it, you know, that could have been interesting. out of there. Like, for, as far as I, look, I'm not looking for more <laughs> of this type of stuff, you know? I'm not finding what we got. No. I, uh, I like I I wanted like if if you're gonna make this about him you gotta at least let me see what this Doctor Satan guy looked like and uh, he like not only is he alive but he's he's gnarly he's oh, he, uh, is, he is real gnarly he's got they like, have this these... a rig on him and shit that's uh yeah he's impressive 
wires hanging from the ceiling that he's like being suspended from as he operates on Chris Hardwick, like who's still barely alive. And my question is, what are his, what does experiments entail? But whatever, uh, he's Dr. Satan. I was like, man, I should have paid more attention to the freak show earlier that they were showing in the previews. I could have seen which freak Chris Hardwick is going to be turned into. Right? Cause that's, <laughs> I was still thinking at this point. And, um, uh, she she ends up in there and like there's like a waiting room kind of like Beetlejuice but not as fun. Yeah, yeah there's like again, crazy. I'm gonna take people. five minutes from Beetlejuice. I'm not gonna take a whole ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, she ends up in there and like like I guess Doctor Satan's got some stellar security because he sends in like this big hulking heavy who's got like these goggles embedded into his bald head and he's got an axe and he's like six foot five and uh, he like chases her with an axe throughout this underground maze like cobwebs and like it's you know dark and scary and dank and cave-like and uh eventually i love the, mm-hmm. I love, I love the audio effect they do when you go to the pov of him it's like a camera zooming in yeah to like to look at and her. he sees in double by the way he doesn't just see one of her he sees two of her next to each other in red guys he's got like <laughs> double double vision and uh eventually Eventually she gets out and he, he, he makes a, the wrong swing with an axe. I read in the commentary, Zombie has confessed that the actor had, I think, a real axe and he couldn't see very well. And if he could have very much hurt that actress if she didn't move. But he's just like, yeah, we figured she would have moved is what he said in the <laughs> commentary. So come on. Wow. Who's going who's gonna to let themselves get hit with an axe? <laughs> right Come on. you'd have to Come be on. stupid um and eventually she gets out from like underground she crawl literally crawls up from underground it's always striking to see that in movies uh it's not the first time i've seen somebody literally crawl up from it won't be the last and it's always striking to see um eventually she gets out and you think it's going to be a happy ending like texas chainsaw like the girl who ends up in the back of the car, and as it just gets away, as Leatherface has the chainsaw, and he kind of dances in the middle of the street. But she gets in the car, sure, and it's Captain Spaulding, and uh, he's like, "Oh, we're going, we're going to get you to a hospital. It's going to be all right. We're all right." And uh, just lean back, just <laughs> lean back, and uh, that's when we get Otis in the back seat. He just pops up. He like, just, he just yep. walks out the seat. Like, I'm here. You didn't see that? Walking up to the, I, I know. Like you didn't see that? That's what I didn't like about the, that. Or that's I, to, to me, I you leave Otis out of there and you just make it clearer that, oh, it turns out like this is where you reveal the twist that Spalding is working like with them the whole time. He's like, oh, we'll get you to the doctor. You know, and like he Dr. could just kind of like have a smile, yeah. Like, and then he drives off, and then we're like, "Oh shit!" Like, he's that would have been better. That's that's how they got. You know, that's at least part of a twist. I mean, this kind of makes it seem like he's an innocent too, and he's just like, "What the fuck is this guy doing in my?" <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Are you seeing this? <laughs> fuck your mama. <laughs> he's he'd be a great ally in the next one, but no, he's an ally to the anti-heroes of the next one what right can i even say that is that even a term like it's almost like you're a hero but you're the antithesis of the hero do you know what i mean no i think (laughs) i just coined a new term i think you should copyright that no here's here's a term i did want to all jokes aside here's a term i did want to coin i don't know if this exists but when uh i think it's sherry moon she quotes 
um, something. Come, come, come the maiden said the rabbit. She's like quoting like I don't know what it is like the Bard's Tale or something. Ah, uh, Jim Carroll. Whatever. What I'm, what the, I was like, these are some well-read rednecks. They're well rednecks, is what I said as I was watching <laughs> this movie. <laughs> that, that's what I want to say about them. They're well rednecks. And uh, she escapes. Yeah, it's all, you know, hey, you can expect a sequel. I don't know what that's going to entail. Spoilers. Uh, it's going to be better than this one. The I end? Think. Well, yeah, it's not under 90 minutes, so we can't talk about it ever. Uh, ever. Ever. Unless uh, you want to put it or somebody wants to choose it for 90 over 90, which, nah. by the way, you can get on patreon.com slash 90 under 90 as well. You as guys a- should. There's, um, there's going to be like better movies than – and Devil's Rejects is a good movie, so there's going to be better movies than that on 90 over. And there already is. We did uh, – what have we done already, Jer? We've done Sideways. Uh, we've done um, – We've done Sideways. We've done Pee Wee's Big Adventure. No Country oh, for Old Men. Oh, red one. And uh, I have forgotten. Oh, Creep Show. We did Creep Show. Creep we're Show. We're going to do oh, Adam's wow. Family. We're going to uh, be doing Adam's Family, uh, which will probably drop next week to coincide with next week's movie – um, I, I, you know what? I, I'll save that. I won't tell people what next week's yeah. movie is going to be for this, our Halloween. We need to come up with a title for, for, for Halloween month. I don't like oh, Halloween man. month. Cause that's fucking stupid. That's like, right. well, why don't you just say October? Everybody's like, everybody, there's so many organizations, so many like shows and stuff who have their name for their Halloween month or week yeah. or whatever, that it's really hard. It's becoming more horde, you know? It's getting horde, guys. Yeah. It's getting real, real horde. 90, uh, 90 under Oct- Halloween. October under 90. Yeah, we'll something, we'll, some we'll, bullshit. We'll leave it like that because Halloween month, we'll probably still start calling it Halloween month. Uh, it's got to coincide with, um, so 90, 90 bodies under 90 minutes, maybe? 90 <laughs> murders <laughs> under 90 <laughs> minutes. That's a lot of murders. That's a lot of murders. <laughs> God, I don't think they're talking about murder in every one of these movies that they're doing this month. <laughs> they have a murder movie in there, don't they? <laughs> uh, so, what uh, would you guys what would you guys rate this movie? Oh, thank you for asking. You know, I let's see. I'm gonna put it at like a seven and a half for me. Because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. again, this is not at all the type of movie that I would seek out. This is, you know, I think the listeners who have been listening for a while know that this is not my kind of movie. But having said that, this, I, you know, I texted Dan and I were talking about it a little bit earlier, independently of the show, that it's very entertaining. I was entertained throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, ultimately at the ending, I was a little unsatisfied. Um, and, yeah, like I said, throughout the whole thing, just feeling like, man, I, I should have watched this movie with my high school girlfriend. I would have maybe at least gotten a laugh out of it. <laughs> so many regrets. So many regrets. <laughs> my life is just a waste now. No, that's not yeah. true at all. No. Oh. What about you, Dan? Uh, I, I, I'm thinking three stars out of five. That's probably what I'll give it on Letterbox. Maybe, maybe three and a half. How about you? Um, I ah, it's got a special place in my heart. I <laughs> the, the weird thing was is that I saw Sid from literally 2003 almost to 2015 every year. Wow! At, at WizardCon, uh, and then I think he started going to 
no, no, no. He went to, uh, I think he went to C2E2 one year. Did you talk uh, to him? Did you go up to him each time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I would try and like talk to him. I, I, uh, when I first saw him, um, after the movie, like after the movie release, I got, uh, he had like, um, I still have it. It's a, it's a, it's a picture. It's like a, a doll of him, like, you know, as, uh, the, as the captain. Mm-hmm. And uh, he signed it, had a good conversation. And I'll, I will say this. Um, he looks, at the time, I thought he was like very creepy looking. He looks just as creepy in person. <laughs> um, and that was the first time anyone's actually ever done that to me. Like, Whoa, this guy's, he's, he's the real deal. So yeah. <laughs> he's, he's really creepy, this guy. He's the real deal creepy. That's great. He, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So uh, with that being said, I'd probably give this a 7.9. Okay. Seven nine, and considering the fact that I watched it for the first time in a very long time, uh, even more respect. Because um, I was like, at sometimes I was like, wow, this is actually kind of sickening. It takes a lot for a movie to like really kind of push your buttons like that, really kind of you know test your uh, your your, your human, yeah, you're like, or even like your human element, like, oh my god, this is yeah, fuck, mm-hmm. like the 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 dad getting like skinned from like, oh god, it's like it's. It's pretty brutal. It's uh, it's it's got some uh, got some good things there. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, as if what a sentence. This is pretty brutal. It's, it's got, got some, some good things, things in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, then I think that's where we will uh, wrap it up this week. Thank you for listening. And as we said, we will be continuing next month and all this month with some Halloween movies for uh, October under ninety. <laughs> formerly known as Halloween month. Mm -hmm. Um, That is going to be it for us this week. I am Jeremy Eden. I'm Big Daddy Dan Eden. (laughs) I don't know. I'm fuck your 90 minutes, Pat Lewandowski. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's a wrap. We should have written some redneck poetry to wrap it up. I know. Oh, well. I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> <laughs>